boots, your motorcycle, and the Powerful Nerdcast. Because we're back! That's right, my friends. Welcome to the Powerful Nerdcast. I'm Corey. Hello, everyone. And with me is my good friend Christian. Hello, Internets. We yes. have many a things to discuss with you, and we are glad you are joining us today. Mm -hmm. We are going to have something of a shorter episode today because it is the 4th of July weekend, and we're getting ready to go off and party and blow shit up in a really irresponsible Cel way. Celebrate America. That's right. Where we live, they actually made all fireworks legal. I know, which you is know, a really big deal for we Georgia. We obviously live in a very progressive country Corey. yes we do you can be a man and then a woman and buy fireworks now yes <laughs> <laughs> no that's a big step i'm always reminded of that amazing clip the bruce jenner's this, uh, or the fireworks i'm actually gonna reference <laughs> the simpsons here there's a classic simpsons quote which i believe was from either apu or from a member of his family when they went on vacation and they're like Yes, the 4th of July. Celebrate the independence of your country by blowing up a piece of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. That's one of those classic lines that's What's always like been the with worst me. thing you ever did with fireworks? The worst? Oh, man, this is great. This is all this allegedly. Is a, this isn't even alleged. This happened. This is <laughs> no, amazing. I've had some amazing. <laughs> all right. Now, I'm finally going to name drop uh, one of my good family friends. Uh, my father, his best friend in the world, his name is Charlie. Oh, Charlie's and a character. Charlie's insane. I'd love to have him on the show just to hear the crazy I shit that he would say. I immediately thought of that. Uh, but I'm also kind of afraid of what he might say as well. But he's a funny the guy. The world may never be ready for Charlie, but we may have to put him out mm. there. <laughs> and uh, the cool thing about him is, you know, when I was growing up, uh, we lived out on our own property. We lived out in the woods. And because of that, fireworks just were not an option. You'd set everything on fire and, you know, we had like There were 20... like trees all around. Yeah, here. we had 20 acres. We couldn't afford to burn that stuff down. So we would always meet up with our good friends, uh, the Mans, the Man family. And they would always have this big barbecue and the they would McMahons. invite all their... Yeah. <laughs> Don't pay attention to him. And he always had this big, like, uh, extravaganza with fireworks. And he would actually, like, drive out to, like, North and South Carolina and Alabama. Because that's what you had to do. Yeah, that, that used to be the thing. We, you know, before we'd have, like, sparklers and snakes and stuff, which really aren't all that special. And he would have to drive out, and sometimes we'd go with him, make, like, a big day out of it. It's really fun picking out the best fireworks. And he was always really great at setting up a show. Like, you know, he would have, like, a schedule that he would make, like, Bottle rockets, then uh, rockets, then <laughs> Roman candles. He's handing out pamphlets. And now, the best part was always at the end of the night, which was arguably the stupidest thing. Now, the best thing about this is that he would draw in his entire neighborhood. Like, he lived at the he end of like a cul-de-sac. He was, like, known for this. Yeah, like, okay. he was... When there was a fireworks display going on, you go to Charlie's, and everybody would set up their chairs and stuff along the streets and watch. And he's at the very end of the cul-de-sac, which is just perfect for firing off fireworks. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the night, we'd have a ton of stuff left over, wouldn't know what to do with it. That's when he would introduce the bag of death. The bag of death is what happens oh, when thought... you actually take a leftover grocery bag made of paper. Okay. You take all of your leftover fireworks and you indiscriminately just toss them into that bitch and light it on fire. <laughs> and you this know, my, the... <laughs> my fireworks story is so similar to yours, mm -hmm. but I remember saying someone's like, let's just throw them on the big paper bag that came in and light it on fire. <laughs> And I told everyone I had to talk out, talk the whole group of people out of doing that because I said you have no idea whether those things are pointed at you or not. Mm -hmm. But you guys did that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's not to say there were a few injuries from time to time. Nothing crazy, you know. And I'm not condoning anything that we're doing, but it happened in the past. And, and we would all this was this this was the funniest part of that because like it's I history said, history now. Yeah, everybody. Uh, like I said, they'd come in and they'd watch. They'd bring out their lawn chairs and everything. Once the bag of death arrived, chairs are gone and people are behind trees. But they don't want to leave. They want to see this thing go off. And bottle rockets all over the place. 
Roman candles exploding, and it was just glorious. And it oh made noises, which just you don't regularly hear from regular fireworks. <laughs> like, it sounded like some sort of animal was being killed inside oh of God. this bag. But damn it if it wasn't one of the coolest displays ever. And uh, funny story, uh, we and did this for... completely safe. Oh, very safe, of course. <laughs> uh, this is, like, one of those key reasons why this shit was banned uh, in Georgia for so long. Um, but we did this for years, like literally 10 years of my life was going to Charlie's on the 4th of July, barbecuing, hanging out, swimming, and then doing fireworks. Now there came a point, uh, later on, unfortunately, when they had to stop doing that, like even the police would come in and they would stop him from like doing like that final moment. The bag of death. And here's the thing, like even he was so well known, the police would come and watch the fireworks. They would just stop watch make sure everything's okay but when they heard about the infamy that is the bag of death they would immediately say hey you can't do this you just you can't because it's dumb mm-hmm. yeah and, <laughs> it's and you really a lot. dumb and uh, there were the last time i it, it sucks too because the last time i saw the fireworks was like the worst experience of my life not because the fireworks were bad but because i decided to hide behind a tree which was just covered in freaking poison oak and that's when i also learned that i'm deathly allergic to it the next day I swelled up like twice my size. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I heard you have it like uh, an allergy where it can go through your like blood. So even if you get it on your arm, it'll show up on your face or something. Yeah. Like, like that. It, and that was the thing. Like it, it hit my hand next yeah. day, my face like inflated. It was awful. And then I had to go to the hospital. I had to give me all these shots in the worst you turning, places possible. Were you turning into a big blueberry? Basically. Yeah. Freaking uh, <laughs> Willy Wonka up in this bitch. That's what was going on. Except it was more like a freaking raspberry. Like I was, you know, red. Uh, it, it was one of those things too. It's like I was sick, but I wasn't sick enough to stay home from school. And my mom still sent me anyway, even though you were puffy. Yeah, and it's just like, mom, do you realize what you're doing? You were giving free <laughs> rain, <laughs> like fuel for these people to make fun of me. Don't do this. And I went anyway, and luckily nothing went too bad. But the first thing I remember, my teacher's like, "Hey, Corey, what happened? It looks like you fought with the woods and lost." <laughs> just, I always remember that. And now, ever since that moment. Uh, I never go, go towards those trees, but I always am reminded of those amazing 4th of July experiences. Like, I've never had, you know, we, we've all gone to, like, you know, the big fairgrounds and seen, like, the big ones. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen, like, big, massive ones. But something about that nostalgia of just being around, like, a huge group of friends and your family and setting off a big fireworks display is just really nostalgic and amazing. I think that that's something that's a little lost when they tried to nerf fireworks. Because mm-hmm. what they did here originally, uh, in my understanding, it's different now. Is that they used to just have sparklers and snakes and the little, uh, little crackers yeah. and stuff like that. Nothing too crazy. So like, it was the kind of stuff no one would get hurt with unless they were an idiot. But mm-hmm. like now they're they're bringing back the old stuff, like the mortars and all that jazz. And that is that's something to be said. It's something. It's fun to go out with your family mm-hmm. if you live in a neighborhood and go down the street and light some fireworks. Yeah, it brings the whole neighborhood together too. Yeah, right? it's like we, a we fun. Were, everybody event. was mingling and having fun. And it just, it, it was the perfect, I know it's cheesy, but it really was the perfect representation of what America was all about. Just all these different people, creeds, and provinces coming together, having fun, enjoying each other's company, and enjoying the fact that we live in the best fucking country in the world. It was amazing. People, some people may disagree with you, but of I Of course think, they'll disagree but with But I think, look, America's not perfect. I'm not saying it is, but... We're far from it. If you live here... It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, you really, you know, it, it's, it's when you live here for so long too, it's easy to get cabin fever and, you know, yeah, everybody yeah. hates us and everything. But I mean, just, I, I don't think I'd rather live anywhere else. I mean, you know? there's some places I'd love to visit, mm-hmm. uh, but I like living here. Maybe sure. Canada. I want to go to Canada. I want to go to Australia. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Europe yet. Mm-hmm. And I've been to South America. 
and I even went to China once. Yeah. That was fun. So, I mean, you've at least gotten around. You've been around the globe. Yeah. No, know? I've been around it the whole you time. Know, I mean, I've been to Mexico, and that's about it. You know? so, <laughs> I mean, that was fun. You were on a cruise. That's yeah. not even going to Mexico. Not really, no. And then I went to a five-star resort and sat on the beach in Mexico. <laughs> and ate quesadillas and drank beer all day long. That was my Mexico experience. <laughs> Did you deal with the drug trade or anything like uh, that? Or? Not really, no. There was no fear or anything. It was just... It was just immediate resort, white sand and everything. It was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Mm. Uh, the uh, uh, What else? Where are we at? Sorry, I just lost our topic. No, it's okay. We, we, we didn't even expect to talk about the 4th of July, but it's a big weekend. It's really fun. You know, it's, it's definitely a big event for us. Um, but we actually have some viewer questions this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is Let's something go into that I've been those. really wanting to do for a long time. We, we failed have, uh, at doing those. For yeah, I know. And bit. thank God you guys have been giving us uh, some questions. Uh, so our first uh, couple of questions this week come from Ento Bones. Uh, he gave us these questions uh, from last week's episode, which was, if you were to introduce someone to an anime or manga, what would be the number one series you would tell them to check out? Here's the thing. I think this question is always hard because I forget to have the perspective of someone that doesn't know anything about mm-hmm. anime. Because I will tell you my favorite anime as the anime you should go watch for or show to someone that's never watched. But that doesn't mean that they'll enjoy it mm-hmm. because they don't know enough about anime. Mm-hmm. Like, You'd love to say Kill La Kill's awesome or yeah. Gurn, Gurn Lagan's awesome, but it may not be perfect for Yeah, it's, it's so over the top and ridiculous yeah. that a first time watcher might be turned off by something like that. They might be like, oh, this is exactly all the anime tropes I thought that was an mm-hmm. anime. Well, not understanding that this these series are so well un, uh, aware of them that they use them as story elements, you know, in an almost joking way, you know? So mm-hmm. it's interesting. But yeah, you couldn't show someone those. Um, uh, Dragon Ball Z is good because it has so much recognition i mean it's just simple it's well known when and that's the other thing it also depends on like the age of the viewer Mm -hmm. you know uh male female like that's really important but when it comes to like something like that like first time watchers i try to find something that's a little more grounded in terms of realism not so much like the actual actions of the show but like the way the characters act like uh, you know, take a look at uh, Naruto and then look at Cowboy Bebop. Like, Cowboy or, Bebop or, or, What was it? Blue Lagoon or, or Black Lagoon? Uh, Black Lagoon, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, th- they don't have too many totally of those, different. like, ridiculous, big-eyed, ridiculous moments that are over-the-top and goofy. That's why, I'll, you know, it's stereotypical because it's so popular. I always recommend Cowboy Bebop just because it's so engrossing. The characters are good. It has a good narrative. And uh, If there was someone, like, our age or younger, I- I'd probably recommend Space Dandy. Yeah. Space Dandy's great. Uh, Space Dandy is great, I think, for any animation enthusiast. If yes. you like animation, period. Like, not just anime, you know, you like Pixar movies. Watch Space Dandy. It's going to melt your eyes. It's so freaking gorgeous. Yeah, the art style of that show is like, it almost transcends the show. It's more of just a piece of the narrative. Obviously, the animation is a piece of the narrative of the show, but it's like such a noticeable piece. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, this is different every time. It's, you know, and the whole Saturday morning cartoon uh, aspect of it uh, keeps it really interesting because mm-hmm. yeah, you're exactly. like new adventure every time. Mm-hmm. But you know, either, uh, you know, I said cowboy bebop. I also like to recommend death note to people. Cause again, it is, uh, it's grounded in realism, but it's also got death that note, supernatural element. It's so super boring though. If you hate reading all the time, that is the one thing. Cause some people like, you know, if there's no action in the show, like they won't even give it a chance, which well, it's hard sometimes. I used to be like that. I yeah. it used to be like, Oh, there's no action. <clears throat> Don't even care. But my tastes have matured a little bit more, and I'm starting to like more narrative-type stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, give me another question. Uh, uh, another question. This one's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, it's from uh, the same viewer again. Uh, what are your general thoughts or opinions 
on Studio Ghibli movies? Do you have a favorite Studio Ghibli film? Uh, are you a, familiar with uh, those? Discography of them? Uh, there'd be like a Castle in the Sky, uh, Grave of the Fireflies, My Neighbor Totoro, Porco okay. Rosso, uh, yeah. Princess Mononoke. Um, a lot of stuff that actually Miyazaki himself has worked on. Uh, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle. Well, that's an all-time favorite. Yeah, of mine. that's you've always mentioned that that's one of your yeah. favorites. That one always made a weird impression on me. Mm-hmm. Like I was that whole. It's pretty much uh, anime's Beauty and the Beast, but better. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah. In many ways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it, well. I don't really like Beauty and the Beast. Actually, mm-hmm. I find it extremely boring in a pace. It's very slow. Um, I've never been a big fan of Beauty and the Beast, but I'd, I mean, I'd watch Little Mermaid ten times out of that, and then mm-hmm. my favorite's Aladdin. Still this day. And I like Lion King, but it's not my top ten. It's hard to choose a. We'll, we'll, well save top that for ten another, is so so many. Yeah, so. We'll, we'll save the Disney movies for another topic. But I, I'd say it's safe to say you, you'd probably say that Howl's is probably your favorite. Yes, Howl's is probably because you are most familiar with that, it. and it's the one I'm the most familiar with. Mm-hmm. I need to watch those other ones at least once or twice. Some of them I don't yeah. know. Um, it's really tough for me. It's kind of like a battle between. So, uh, but the real, away. root of the question is, what do you think of that animation studio? Oh, they're they're amazing. They're amazing, and they're going through over. big changes right now. Obviously, because uh, Miyazaki has retired, and they have. There's some a new quote. People. What's that quote where he said he's like, "Yeah, I know I'm leaving, so everything's going to be shit now." There, <laughs> like, what is that quote? He's like, "I am the shit. I made this studio." Yeah, now that I'm leaving, it's done. Mm-hmm. Can you look that quote up, real quick? Uh, let me Miyazaki see. leaving company, going to shit quote or something like that. I'm sure that's a Google search away from existing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my opinions on them is nothing but good. I mean, the people who work on them clearly have a passion for animation and good story. And what I love most about Studio Ghibli films is that they're not just, you know, Japanese-based stories. Like, they're really worldly. Like, they can tell... Any type What's that of story steampunk British one they made? I don't think that's Studio Ghibli, but it's called Steampunk, uh, Steamboy. Steamboy, which is steampunk. A steam, <laughs> it's, a, it's a steampunk movie, um, but it's really good. And it's also I guess one if of, that's not the right the, the right company that yeah. I messed up on that, but still, like they uh, they definitely make some great shit. Uh, I cannot find this Miyazaki quote because this dude has so. But many we remember quotes. that quote. But yeah, I do remember that. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I think they're they're really the Disney of Japan. Yes. Simple as that. I mean, they just they do amazing work. Um, the other part of the question, of course, was a favorite. And uh, for me, it's it's kind of a tough battle between Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke. Um, the older person in me leans more towards Princess Mononoke just because when I was younger, I didn't appreciate it as much because I didn't understand the story. And it was, you know, it was just ridiculous. But the action scenes are just so fluid. And it's also one of the few Studio Ghibli Miyazaki films that are actually like really violent. And very really? hardcore. Like, there's, you know, lots of, like, decapitations and arms getting ripped off and war scenes and stuff. Wait, but what movie is that? It's Princess Mononoke. It's basically... I don't um, think I've seen that one. It, it's about uh, the princess herself, who's not even, like, the main character. And she's sort of, like, uh, helping the... Like, it, it, think of it like this. And this is going to sound crazy. Okay. It's like the hardcore anime version of Fern Gully. Okay. Where nature fights back a lot more. Okay. It, it's it's just in its hardcore and it's got some great characters in it and I recommend both the English and the Japanese version. But uh, you know, the only reason I would also mention Spirited Away is just because it's just so gorgeous. Everything looks good. Every single frame is just so perfect. There's so many things going on in the background. All of the weird monsters and demons and ghosts. Every single character looks distinctive and mm-hmm. it just it Whoa, you should see so this well. just for a moment, Corey. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just describe what you're seeing. You should search this. Right, French animator. Uh, unbelievable homage to Miyazaki. Mm. Just try. You should. You should look this up just for a second. I have a feeling I'll know who it is. 
because I don't watch a lot of French animation, um, but there's this one guy that I know about. What is it? French animator. Uh, uh, unbelievable homage to Miyazaki. French animator Miyazaki. You probably could just do yeah. that and you'd get it. This is on a, a website. I'm watching the article on Creators Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Creators Project. Vice. Com. Is this Vice? Shit, I love Vice. Anyway, this uh, animator did this uh, project. I think he is either obviously very established or a guy. No, old, 22 year old student, and he has made this animation that'll just blow your mind how good it is, and it looks very Miyazaki like. Is that kind of what I'm looking at? Or? Yeah, that's it. Okay. It does kind of have that old school uh, Miyazaki uh, vibe to it. Let's take a look at this real quick. Yeah, the sound design is fine. You, I don't think we'll get in trouble for this sound. But I'm just taking a looking at it. Oh my! Where are you at? Nine uh, seconds. I'm just, I'm just looking at uh, the fluidity of the animation is what really captures um, me right now. Just the way the characters look when they move. Oh yeah. Like that looks. Real. Ooh, it is very <laughs> Miyazaki like. Yeah, this is just. Uh, I can't explain it either. It, it, it gives me sort of like that spirited away kind of uh, castle in the sky vibe too. Just the yeah. overall design of things. It's just very cool that someone mm-hmm. actually made this. Uh, God, this seems like a lot of work. Oh, there's no <laughs> way this didn't take. Oh my God! <laughs> what do you see? Because it looks so good. Like everything, every frame is just like perfect. And I mean, just those the weird gooey effects. Oh, the gooey monster. Yeah, like that looks freaking fantastic. That's something that totally reminds me of Spirited Away. There's a lot of like weird monsters and stuff that like contort and stretch their bodies in a lot of really there's always uh, that, insane manner. There's always that uh, weird the. Uh, Spirit Away. I haven't seen that yet, but it's mm-hmm. the guy that has the mask, and he's all like, "Ghost Face." Uh, yeah. It's either Ghost Face or No Face. We see him at anime conventions all the time. There's always yes. at least one person who's uh, cosplaying as that. But yeah, Studio Ghibli, the freaking uh, Disney of Japan. They're pretty freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, if you're not watching Miyazaki movies and you're a fan of anime, because maybe you think you, I'm just gonna go for a guess. Like maybe you think you're not into that, mm-hmm. but you're missing out hardcore. Really. Or if you're like, I'm more into the hardcore, stupid stuff of this little niche of anime. You need to give Miyazaki a shot. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about anime, though, is there is a genre for everything. There's something for everyone out there. You just have to actively want to try and search for it. But there's always a few ones you can check out first, like Christian mentioned, Dragon Ball, Cowboy Bebop, Death Note. Uh, Jump on those. You never know. Because uh, before you know it, you're going to get the bug and you're going to want to watch all these other new shows that are coming out. Yeah. It'll just pique your interest. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have another question. Uh, which is, uh, because I personally enjoy collecting toys and figurines, do you have a favorite toy from your childhood? I had. A favorite toy. That is tough. I had this Ed 209 figure I really liked from RoboCop. The original RoboCop one? Yeah. I never had any of the RoboCop toys. I just had the Ed 209. Yeah. Because I was always enamored by robots. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my thing growing up, robots. Like, Terminator fucking blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, because I just loved robots. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. Ed 209. I didn't have Terminator toys. And then mostly my Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you played a lot more, maybe more video games than played with action figures. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, I, God, I played with so many freaking action figures, you know. Um, it, it's really hard to say because I, I, I went through, like, these phases. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I went through my Ninja Turtle phase. And then I went through my Ghostbusters phase. And then I went through... Um, G.I. Joe phase and then uh, Transformers and then uh, there's just there's so many more it's really hard to say Power Rangers were uh, in particular really obsessive uh, when I was younger 
And, uh, God damn it, Christian. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. just going to mess up this even, podcast. I can't even, like, finish this. Because he's showing me this stupid hamster video right now. Earlier in the day before we did this podcast, Christian was showing me these videos online, which apparently are pretty popular, of this dude who makes, like, mini food and stuff yeah. for, uh, like, his pet hamsters. And it looks like a guinea pig and, and a rabbit. And, like, he makes, like, little tables and chairs and hats the and stuff for The deck is amazing. And this looks like, what is this, a barbecue? This is the 4th of July mini and, barbecue. And it, and it could not be more distracting. Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so goofy looking. Yeah. And is that a freaking hedgehog? Yeah, they got a hedgehog in They got there. a hedgehog. An oh albino hedgehog. God. This guy's great. He's got a great backdrop, though. Yeah. He's got, I think he's, you know, look at the, eating Ooh, a little corn. Eating a little corn. All right. That's, <laughs> that's enough of this. If you guys want to look up hamsters eating small shit, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> hamsters eating tiny food. Came out of nowhere um but yeah i I honestly don't think actually no favorite childhood toy and it's one that i really wish i never got rid of it's uh jurassic park okay it was the t-rex big electronic t-rex i remember that original one i remember the reason that one was so sought after is because uh, when jurassic park came out it like blew my mind and uh, i remember the first toy that i ever got was the junior t-rex is what it was called it was still in a pretty big box and it was still like that tall um and i had no idea there was a bigger t-rex than that and um, I just I loved playing with that, and I had a few of the other dinosaurs. And I remember that Christmas, I got a ton of Jurassic Park action figures. You're all about it, okay? Oh, I mean, I was obsessed, man. And I didn't even ask for that. Just uh, my mom just got me all these cool. And I was just like, oh my god, mom! I didn't even know there was a Triceratops. Yeah. Like you know, because back then there's no internet, and we were kids. We didn't do research on this stuff. It's yeah. just If you saw it in the store, you wanted it. Um, so, you know, my mom did really great that Christmas. Um, but the following summer, they released even more toys and they released the bigger version of the T-Rex, which was like a big red and brown T-Rex <laughs> with like a green underbelly. And what was really cool about it was that you could like squeeze its stomach and then it would roar and its mouth would open up. And then it had these like electronic things built into its feet so uh-huh. that when you like move the feet, you would hear like a like when you can hear the t-rex like coming yeah, yeah, towards yeah. you and i just remember that being the absolute coolest so is it like toy. soft or was it like rubber it's uh it was rubbery you can you can definitely look this up look up uh kenner t-rex 19 kenner? yeah kenner they were the I, I actually remember the toy company that made it and uh the funniest thing about that t-rex too and it always annoyed me as a kid but it, it doesn't matter if i had it now i'd totally take it back um the uh the t-rex was so big that when it was in the box they couldn't find a way to uh, make its tail bend so that when you take the T-Rex out of the box, no matter what you do, there's always a kink in its tail. Because it's so, it was like this long. And I'm like a little Whoa. kid. And you got this big T-Rex that you have to carry like this. <laughs> so like, it was crazy, man. And I like had that T-Rex like eat all the other dinosaurs and hang out with the little T-Rex and fight the raptors and stuff. I even had the big compound center, like with the fences that would like go all the way around and you could put all the dinosaurs in the middle and stuff. Like I got the Jurassic Park hookup that christmas like big time that was like the big gift it was like what is, that is it? the that's it oh my god that's it <laughs> there's an unboxing video oh uh, of course i want is. it so bad and you know i've looked it up on amazon and ebay i just don't want to pay 200 dollars <laughs> to get that thing back and that's one of those toys that uh you know uh when we're done with it usually when we were done with toys we would give them to either our cousins or we would give them to goodwill and we had to have given away so much crap dude we g- we gave away <laughs> Over, and this is my mom's number, over 125 individual Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figures. That's how many I had. Wow. I shit you not. That's insane. When you're a kid, you don't realize it. When you're older, you're like, God, 
my mom and dad bought me so much stupid shit I didn't need. <laughs> but I want it back. <laughs> like, I, w- I want to be able to, like, hold all those again and, like, have them in my collection. But that Kenner T-Rex was the freaking shit, man. Like, that was the holy grail of Jurassic Park toys. Like, when I would bring that thing to, to school or the, the sandbox, that's the T-Rex. Like, that's the one. I only knew two other people that had that because it was really, really rare. In fact, when we actually got the uh, the big T-Rex, like I said, it was after Christmas. We had to, like, search around at, like, four different Toys R Us's over the course of, like, three months. And then one day, we just got lucky, and we found it. And I was just like, oh, my God, I love you. You can get it used here for 66 bucks. I don't want to get a used one, though. I want to get a fresh one. <laughs> I want to get a fresh T-Rex. A fresh one or it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and, and, and the thing that sucks, too, is, like, all these new movies that come out and stuff, like, uh, they always really, like, the Jurassic World toys. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic World toys suck. They look like crap. They're all plasticky. They're all hard plastic. They don't have the rubber feel to them. I always thought in the back of my mind, oh, they'll probably just reuse the mold and re-release it, and I'll just be able to buy it anyway. But no, it's all gone. Uh, and, and most of my, I'd say 99% of all my childhood toys are gone. I got, like, maybe two action figures in my basement. And the one toy that I always kept around was my... Uh, Star Wars 1997 Raincore action figure. Yes, I still remember that. Very (laughs) similar. You've seen it in my house. It's just this big Raincore, and it's all rubbery, too, kind of like the T-Rex. And I remember, like, years ago, um, my uh, nephew, who has the coolest name ever, Griffin, uh, he wanted – he was all into Star Wars. He was totally obsessed with it, and I was a teenager at the time. So I was like, hey, do you want all my old Star Wars action figures? I got, like, literally, like, 50 of them. They were freaking awesome. And he's like, yeah, awesome. And I brought over all my old action figures and gave them all the play sets and the monsters and the toys and the lightsabers. And when I was going through all of it, when I got to the Raincore, I was just like, nah, you're staying here, man. Like, yeah. I have to keep the Raincore. There was something about that figure to me which uh, was really special. It was one that was... It was really hard to find when I found it. It was like a big moment. Like, that was one of those classics. So I'd say Raincorn and the T-Rex, but probably the T-Rex is the one that I wish I still had. That thing was freaking amazing, man. It was awesome. You're absolutely right. Yes. These, these these are hard, plasticky, not the same thing. Man, they look like crap. It's like shit. It's like, look at that. That looks nothing like the, the cool ones we had, and those were from fucking 1993. Yeah. Nope. Like, what happened? I don't even know if they're made by the same company anymore, but whatever. I mean, it's not like I'm going to go out and buy an Indominus Rex action figure or anything. But I like, got better things to do with my money. Yeah, exactly. Like, buy Amiibos. So, um, <laughs> we have a, a few more questions from Let's Blue uh, Sakuga. The Blue. The Blue. These are some questions that uh, he's been wanting to ask us for a very long time. You asked literally over 20 questions, Blue, so I don't think we're going to be able to do all yes. of them. But we are certainly uh, going to uh, pick and choose a few of them. So... Let's go ahead and say, what's the most recent pre-2000 anime you watched and like? An anime before the year 2000. Can you think of any? Akira. Akira? Berserk? Uh, Berserk. Berserk was amazing. That was one of those uh, eye-opening shows, seeing it for the first time. Yeah, that changed like the way I looked at anime. Mm-hmm. After that, I was like, oh, this can be like real powerful Game of Thrones level storytelling, you know? Mm-hmm. It's that- a big cheat, but um, technically you watched One Piece, which started in 1999. Yeah, I watched. I got into One Piece around 2000. Isn't it weird to, to actually think that One Piece is a 90s anime? When did Naruto and, start? Uh, 2001, I believe. So it just just missed it. Yeah. Um, you know, it went past that. Fuck. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, Dragon Ball <laughs> Z. I gave Yu Yu Hakusho another chance uh, after uh, getting into anime again, and it blew my mind. And I was like, God, this show's freaking awesome. Why when, what anime did you start on? And then uh, you dipped out for a while, and then you came back. 
I basically once I was done with Toonami and then I went back and what got me back on the anime horse was actually I was hanging out with you. Um, we were at GameStop and we were just down the street and this was back when GameStop like sold used DVDs and stuff and they had like the first six volumes of Gundam Wing for like a buck each. And I'm like, I think I remember being yeah, with and, you. And I was just like, oh my God, these are a dollar? I'm totally getting all of these. This is like more than half the series. Yeah. And then I ended up picking them up and then I ended up picking the whole series up after that in individual DVD cases from when they released back in like wow. 2000. Yeah, wow. which was I don't have too many shows that are on individual cases, um, but that was definitely one that was like that. Uh, but yeah, you could even say Gundam and stuff. But yeah, I, I'd say uh, some of my favorites are from even before the two thousands. But that's not to say I don't love the ones that are new. I love those too. I think they're really awesome. <clears throat> All right. Uh, his other question is: When deciding on what anime series to watch, do you guys go on the anime studio or the main staff of the anime? And the answer for me is neither of those. No, uh, I, I watch I the trailer don't... and I tell you what I like. Mm-hmm. That's about it. it. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I usually try to find trailers or PVs or anything that like gives us some special information about that. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. You know, I, I do know a lot about anime studios. The more anime I watch, and of course, uh, a little bit of help from Blue as well. Uh, but I'm still not completely familiar with it. Hell, I don't even know how to pronounce the name of the studio that does Naruto. It's like Studio Piro or Piria. Parrot. That's what I call them. It's, it's a weird name. I, Studio I'm, Parrot. Yeah, so I always like, whenever there's like a situation in my videos where I feel like I have to say that, I'm like, how can I not say the name of the studio <laughs> that animates Naruto? Because, you know, we're mostly a Naruto-based channel, and whenever we mess something up or mispronounce something, people let us know. <laughs> More than they should. Yeah. Uh, but let's see. What is your favorite mecha anime from the 90s? And this one's just not fair. Um, for me, it's probably going to be Gundam Wing, and the only reason I say that is because it was, like, my first mecha anime. I mean, Evangelion was good, but it's the type of show that I didn't, like, appreciate until the mid-2000s, because before it just looked like pretty animation, and I just did not know what was going on. And even now, after watching it, I'm still completely confused I by I still Evangelion. think Evangelion is, but my all-time favorite mecha show is still Gurren Lagann. Without a freaking doubt. But that doesn't go before. Are we still stuck to the 2000 rule? We are uh, We are actually Either from way. the 90s. has to be from the 90s. Ah. Yeah. There, aren't, there weren't too many bi- uh, big robot shows that I can really recall. Evangelion, like I said, though, but it's just because it was pretty. I didn't understand it until later either. Yeah. It was, it was. I'm not sure if Big O came out in the 90s or if that was an early 2000s thing, but I really liked that. I one saw that on Tsunami. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It's kind of like a combination. Never seen the end of it, though. Really? Only it's good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not the greatest, but it, what I like most about that show is it's got its own style, but it's also sort of an homage to uh, the Batman animated series, like the, the way the characters are designed and look. feels like Batman, uh, but the action is just different. Mm. I don't know. Well, it's an anime. I mean, yeah, it's definitely more. It, it's more, the action and animation feels is like a little it. better. Feels like Batman, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it totally gives off that vibe. Which I, I, I still say to this day, the best animated cartoon from my childhood was the Batman show. Just, it's the type of show that I could watch as a kid and enjoy, and I can watch an episode now as an adult and still just get as much out of it. Like, I love that show. It's so good. Um, but yeah, uh, but let's go ahead. Here we go. Here we go, Corey. Hmm? Batman eats a hot dog. There are so many variations of <laughs> Batman eating a hot dog in, a, in an epic way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that looks just like that animation too. Mm-hmm. That's the hilarious part. And then the lightning strikes behind him. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys. But uh, today we're going to go ahead and we're going to end on the end of Naruto Gaiden. 
because it that ended. series just and wrapped up. End. And uh, we want to talk about it a little bit. And That's it. Naruto's it just, over forever. Mm-hmm. It's done until all the 50s spinoffs and sequels are going to be coming out this fall. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, Naruto Gaiden was good. But after like rereading it and everything and mm-hmm. going through the whole thing, just, I don't know, it just felt kind of eh to me. I don't know. I didn't get a lot out of it. It seems like more of a glorified setup to the next movie, if anything. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. The, I thought it was what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Naruto being Naruto mm-hmm. as Hokage. That is Him being Hokage doesn't change him very much. Not really, no. No. And then uh, you have uh, Sasuke coming back, and mm-hmm. Sasuke has not changed at all. He's no, fucking weird. He's exactly the same. He's the same damn dude. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the kids. And they had to hand it over to the kids gracefully, and mm-hmm. I think they did with mm-hmm. this series. And that's what it was. It is a setup series, I guess, if you say it like you did. Mm-hmm. But the kids were interesting. Or at least Sarada was. Yeah, Sarada was a pretty interesting and complex character. I wish we would have gotten more face time with Boruto and the new character Mitsuki. But again, this is sort of like that hook to be like, hey, you want to know more about these guys? Well, new movie's coming out this yeah, fall. You better true. check it out. Uh, actually, the Boruto movie's going to be good. I-, I hope it is. It looks fantastic. And they keep releasing all types of new information about it. And Naruto's not... It's not. I was worried it's not going to have Naruto in it, but it will. Oh, it's definitely, yeah. I and mean, Naruto and Sasuke. Sasuke are going to be having epic combination battles in that movie. Yeah, so mm-hmm. as long as that's in it, and then make it, like, 50% that and 50% kids, and we're cool. Mm-hmm. Don't. That's the one thing they haven't done is, like, just say, remember the... It's not just Naruto in the background saying, have fun, guys, and then back to their shenanigans, you mm-hmm. know? Like, thank God they didn't do that. They could have fallen into the GT trap, which is what they did is, is they said... Let's just take our main character and make him young again and try to remake the show to be like how it used to be. Mm-hmm. And Dragon Ball's gone through so many iterations. The back the way it used to be was not Dragon Ball Z you left behind. Mm-hmm. And what they're really doing is still giving you the Dragon Ball Z you love in the Naruto universe, but at the same time introducing new characters, which mm-hmm. are interesting. Which is a much smarter way of doing it. Yeah, things. like it could have been really fucked up. I'll say this. Um, I think really my, my biggest disappointment with it was the villains, which... They are cool, and they have some cool elements to them. It's just, it's more Sharingan. It's more Uchiha abilities, you know? It's just, we've seen eye techniques before, and, you know, you, like I said. That's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, that is. And then, the it's and it's not so much the villains themselves, but it's also how they sort of defeated them at the end of the last chapter. Spoiler alert, if you haven't read it yet. Um, basically, they just stop fighting. They're just like, wait, this isn't a good idea. I got Karama. You know he's a badass. Let's talk this out in the village. And it just seems like they immediately got through it too quick. Like, I felt like there should have been more conflict But those there. guys were never going to be a threat. Like, Sasuke could have just not wiped them Not necessarily. Maybe not so much to Sasuke and Sasuke. Yeah, they could have wiped them out with black flames mm-hmm. and watched them burn to death. You in know? many ways, though, I, maybe that is a good thing. You know, now that we're introducing all of these characters that have Sharingan, this is finally a chance to let people know the Sharingan's cool. But it's not the most powerful tool in the universe. Like, we got a group of people here who can use it all in crazy ways, but we're also going to introduce all these new characters who can counter that. Well, that's the problem with Naruto and Sasuke. They're too powerful. Yeah. I mean, they've reached a point. They they are ninja gods. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. think about it like this. You have... Naruto versus Gara back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just them fighting. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, but like even at Gara at his best now couldn't even touch them in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're just too powerful. Well, the battle with Gara was a little more complex. Well, it was, you know, the the summons and whatnot yeah. and everything like that, but like the Zabuza fight. Mm-hmm. That was just two smart ninjas that had mm-hmm. different types of powers. That was like the fighting. most ninja y battle of yeah. like maybe the entire series. You could even say that with uh what would what would be another good example? The uh, Sasuke versus Itachi, 
was just two very talented ninjas fighting mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Two with, genius level. With two different types of jutsu, sort of. Well, kind of the same jutsu. Mm-hmm. shouldn't say that. But the point is, you know, one's just more developed than the other one. Yeah. Uh, but now that they're so powerful, it doesn't matter if you're really good at water jutsus. Because mm-hmm. they're just like, fuck, I got a damn god hand that will yeah. come down and crush you. I mean, we've you know? seen landscapes destroyed with yeah, these guys. So, like, so, no problem for me. So that's the problem. They had to not make the villain super badass mm-hmm. in this series. Because the kids... Like Sarda got in there and punched the ground and made it explode and had an impact on the fight, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the important part, I think, that they made it so the kids could actually interact. Because mm-hmm. if they made them super Kaguya level people right away, that'd be a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Like the kids would be like, ah, and then they get like erased by one of those black balls coming by and ripping their face off. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, and it's really hard to accept, like, when a more powerful villain comes in, too. Um, I mean, I think Dragon Ball's done okay with that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Frieza. Oh no, it's Kid Boo's dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but there was a time when, you know, before Battle of Gods came out, you know, it's like there was no question. It's like, oh yeah, Majin Buu, strongest freaking villain in the universe. No That's one can that. touch him in Dragon Ball. Then Beerus shows up, and we're just like, what the hell? Yeah. And like, this guy's not even big and bulky, and he doesn't even transform, and he's just wailing on Goku with his hands behind his back. Like, yeah. he, it's crazy. And that, and, and I love that because it, it just shows, that, you know, and that's always been a theme of Dragon Ball, though. There's always another bigger fish out there. Yes. But with Naruto, they kind of screwed themselves, like you said, with the whole Kaguya thing because she's like the primordial demon bitch of the universe. That Well, know? she's where all the power comes from. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Kaguya, too, uh, they just revealed her voice in that trailer, the brand new Naruto Stone 4, uh, 4 trailer, which I just checked out she recently. She sounds cool. Yeah. She sounds ominous. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it's very short, though. But you do actually get to see her in action, what her design is going to look like in the anime series. Her attacks are bigger than everyone's. Yeah, Aww. basically. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with Kaguya in the anime version. I really hope they go crazy with it because we're getting there closer, closer. Uh, but right now they're trying to build up the whole guy versus Madara battle. Well, that, that needs to take some time, and I mm-hmm. hope they do. I hope they do it justice, man. That deserves at least two good episodes. At least. I'd say at least just one. I'd, I'd take one good one that's just really well animated. You're talking 90% guy and no flashbacks i'm talking 99 percent. just i know it's not possible 99%. i mean if, if i were the one who was going to do that episode and be like the the animated animation director and everything well it goes it'd be to... like the episode will begin with guy punching madara and the episode will end with guy punching madara like yeah. it'll just non-stop just full-on just action the entire time very little dialogue maybe explain what a technique is guy maybe get some reaction much. shots guy doesn't talk much there's no well reason. i don't know about that well in the sense that like when he's <laughs> fighting he's just gonna fight you oh know? yeah He'll he's just... gonna go full in you know against madara yeah i'm i i think that that fight is two episodes though personally mm-hmm. we'll see we'll have to see how they do it maybe you know let's have some flashbacks in the front mm-hmm. give you half of fighting and then give you the other first half of fighting and then throw some mm-hmm. flashbacks at the end yeah that's how it's going to go down. And uh, one more thing I just want to mention before we leave you guys today. Yeah. Um, and this is also related to Boruto. Uh, they just released some brand new imagery for some of the new characters. Uh, I did a video on that. If you guys want to check it out, I'll put a link for that in the description box. Um, they have two new characters who've just been teased, which is possibly the sons of Conqueror and Killer B. And we already looked at them yesterday. We have, uh, Or at least, uh, like, disciples of them. Yeah, yeah. That was something know? that a lot of people were saying, like, uh, you know, the kid who looks a lot like Killer B. Um, you know, he has the same uniform. He's got the cornrow hair. Yeah, he's got, got the, the uh, tattoos on his uh, cheek and everything. And uh, he has tails. the uh, Eight Tails Giyuki necklace. The bling? Which, you know, yeah. Which yeah. means he's either going to be like his new tag team partner. He's yeah. going to be the next Jin Shiriki, Or he could very well be the son of Killer B and whoever the hell his wife is. Which, looking at the kid, my first thought is it could be that one character from Cloud Village whose name is Samui. You're probably wondering, who's Samui? She's the blonde chick with the giant rocks. I remember that. Yeah. What about, uh, uh, I wonder when they conceived that child, if there were tentacles involved. 
<laughs> it's anime, <laughs> so there's like a 90% chance there I'm was. I'm sure there's some fan fiction out there of that. Yeah, rule, rule 34 that. Yeah, Check rule, that out. Uh, uh, but we also have, uh, you know, Conqueror, uh, who could possibly have a son or maybe even another disciple, kind of the yeah, same thing. Character looks just like him. He has, yes, he's the youngling Conqueror, and he has <laughs> these uh, war paint, the ninja war paint on his face. He's got a black cloak, and if you actually go back and look at the trailer and freeze frame it, you can actually see him attacking another new character from the Naruto universe. There's one we've seen before. We didn't know his name. I just learned it yesterday. Thanks to our subscribers. It's Rock Lee's son. You know what his name is? No. Metal Lee. Metal Lee. Metal Lee. That's is that pretty... not the most badass? It's the most metal thing I've heard all day. <laughs> I know. It's so cool. That's it Rock, does sound cool. Metal Lee. It's just so cool. I really can't wait to see him in action. We mm-hmm. still don't know who Rock Lee's wife is, who the mother of Metal Lee is, but we're going to have to see. Someone that likes grooming his eyebrows. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like, but uh, a funny thing, like I mentioned, uh, like I said, if you go back in that trailer and freeze frame it, you can see uh, the kid who looks like he could be the son or disciple of Conqueror, mm-hmm. and he's actually fighting against Metal Lee. So this whole movie is just going to be great with all these new characters, tuning exam, brand new villains, Naruto Sasuke, Boruto Sarada, Mitsuki. They're going to shove a, a, a tuning exam and all that shit in there? Yeah. Wow. My guess is the tuning exam, again, is going to be interrupted. Well, that's almost the the... the the way it works now. It's like a tradition at this point. Yeah. They, they can never get start, through these exams. Start with the tuning exam. All of a sudden, boom, explosion in the stands. Mm. You know, back the good as, thing is the tuning exam looks like it's going to take place in Konoha, which means we're not going to be walking around scratching uh, sand out of our ass yes. like we were during that one fake filler exam. Which oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm just pretending that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it wasn't good at all. It just was not good. It's one of those arts, like when I get it on DVD, I'm going to be like, how can I not purchase these? You know, Can you not mix in good episodes with that, please? Yeah, basically. That's <laughs> what, what I'm going to be uh, hoping for. But, uh, yeah, just all this new uh, Boruto movie, uh, movie news is coming out. It's absolutely insane. And I'm excited the, about it. The yeah. hype train just never stops. They said that they were going to release have a U.S. release, but it's only in Boston. Yeah, they, I, was, I was really excited. They said there's, there's going to be New York Comic Con this yeah. year in October. They are going to uh, do the world, or not the world, but the U.S. premiere of Boruto Naruto the movie, and I hated it because when I looked at the article, just the headline just said Boruto coming to U.S. theaters this October. You're like, and then oh, you go into the article, it's like, oh, actually, it's only at New York Comic Con and for one day only. Imagine um, trying to get in that line. Oh God, that would be a pain. I don't even want to do that. But the good news is, we are going to be going to see a movie this year. We, we are, are. going to go see the brand new Dragon Ball Z Resurrection of F. Yes. English dub in theaters. We already got our tickets. And uh, go We're, ahead and check I'm, out DragonBallZ.com. When are we going? I'm going to look that date up. So uh, I forgot. I think it's go. August 7th. Um, I think that's the day. Uh, but what's really cool is if you guys want to get your tickets, just go to DragonBallZ.com. And that way you can uh, purchase uh, tickets for a theater near you. The good thing is it looks like they're putting this in a lot of theaters. A lot of the times here in Georgia, we get snubbed with these big events. Um, but We're luckily, going uh, August 5th August at 730 at the uh, I forget if I get if I can find the theater name I'll tell you guys if okay. you want to come. Uh, but we're almost certainly and by almost certainly I mean we're a hundred percent going to do a video for the opening. Uh, we want to like film it and talk to the fans. Yeah, we're going to sneak cameras in there and film the whole movie. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're going to yeah. bootleg it for all you guys. It's going <laughs> to no, be great. It's fucking illegal. We're not doing that, you <laughs> dumb fucks. We're just going to go talk to the fans and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm really excited. This will be the first time that I've seen something new from Dragon Ball uh, movie format, like in a theater for the first time. I've and never seen me... Dragon Ball in a theater ever. Really? Have you? Ooh, yeah, I, only at anime conventions. Oh, well, like that's big... different. But this is going to be like a first time, like you know, never seeing it before. I've been avoiding clips like the play just like i'm so pumped for this man it's gonna be good it's gonna be great how couldn't you be pumped for it? exactly yeah so anyway you guys thank you so much for watching we appreciate all you 
we we know that this podcast was not as long as the normal ones maybe it is and we're just thinking it is maybe it is it feels like it yeah well anyway guys thank you so much for watching make sure to like the video subscribe to the channel follow us on all of our social media platforms use the amazon link all you have to do is click it and it'll take you to amazon use amazon as normal and then we get a little bit of a kickback every time you buy through our link which helps us out and you don't have to do anything extra so maybe like save that as your bookmark mm -hmm. and then if you want you can just donate through the uh paypal link we have if you just want to give us money directly to support the channel which is great guys we really appreciate it we have quite a few people that do that for us and we couldn't say thank you enough so uh you you make this possible hype Anyway, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for watching. Mr. And Miyagi over here. Hi. Cut the, uh, the bonsai trees. That's it. That's a shitty reference. I was talking about the reference, but not actually doing it. And, uh, yeah, guys, so anyway, have a good one. And until next time, stay dandy, baby. Yeah.